Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, they've done, gone, and did it now. Dan Bongino, some of you who follow Dan, fine patriot. You can see him many nights on Hannity as a um, contributor. He is also now part owner a shareholder in Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. You've heard me talk about it all week. There is a mass exodus occurring from Twitter to Parler. Parler is another form of social media. Many of you have asked, where the heck are all of the conservatives with regard to social media applications? And Parler would be the sister of Twitter. Only uh, main difference is that you can actually exercise your freedom of speech. So, you know, other than an outright direct threat against someone's life, I don't know of much that they will censor you for uh, in terms of the, you know, community standards. I don't, I'm not sure, I'm positive they do not align with Twitter. So there's a mass exodus of conservatives. I know many of you are concerned about, well, I don't want to be part of an echo chamber. I don't want, um, you know, to be in a, 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 a myopic think tank, if you will, a silo of thought as it pertains to partisanship. And I understand that. Believe me, it is not only conservatives moving over to Parler because now liberals feel as though they have a definitive place outside of Twitter. Twitter's kind of hit or miss, even for liberals, unless you've got like over 500,000 followers, to be able to harass and otherwise cancel conservatives on Twitter. Um, it's, it's a little hit or miss for just regular folk, but on parlor, I would imagine they'll be able to spew whatever. And you know what? Fine with me. Just block them, delete them. You can still do that. It's a great app, different language. It is now number one in the Apple app stores news section. Yep. So you can add it to your phone. You can add it to your desktop. It is, I highly recommend it. It is simply a new language. So do not be intimidated by, I don't understand what an echo is and an echo with a comment. Am I liking something? Am I upvoting, downvoting? There's only a few simple steps in Parler. You upvote something, you like it. You downvote something, you don't like it. You echo it, you're basically retweeting it. You echo it with a comment, you are retweeting it with a comment. Same premise as Twitter, completely different underpinnings and heart and mind behind it. So Dan Bongino has done an excellent job promoting Parler. The president now has an account. I am counting the hours before he literally closes his Twitter account down and says, screw you and jumps over to Parler completely. I'm very excited about that. He'll take the 81 million followers he has with him. Some of you could not give two dams about him being on Twitter. I understand that too. Um, but this is the day and age in which we live. Sorry, you're going to have to make peace with that on some level. You're going to have to make peace for the next four years of your life because he will be the president, the 46th president of the United States of America in November. You're going to have to make peace with the fact that the president has a Twitter account and he uses it uh, unashamedly. 
And I understand sometimes that can appear to be to his detriment. I personally feel as though there are um, some things that I wish we would focus on as opposed to, you know, the cat fights that happen uh, with people, you know, saying disparaging things, which people do all day. Speaking of, realize that part of my website was hacked uh, due to, you know, who knows, the hate coming out of my city uh, regarding a, um, uh, a, 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 spat, if you will, with a local journalist who attempted to silence me with the racist card, the big R, right? So this has become a very top local news story, apparently, because, you know, my skin color is lighter than hers. And um, I'm white, and I'm not allowed to talk about race. And if you're white, you're not either. But at least that's what they want you to think. So I always encourage you to speak the truth, I realize all of us have our own truth, but really what that means is that we all have our own experiences, right? Your truth is usually comprised of your own experience with something, but that doesn't mean it's inerrant truth. So you have to start asking yourself, where do I root in truth? What what is my root ball of truth? Is it the word of God? Is it, it could be the Torah right? It could be the Quran for some of you. I mean, there's any number of things where you extract from that is your, uh, your prescribed, uh, fundamental truth of how you govern your own life, right? And it's usually predicated upon the principles of age old belief systems, um, tried and true methods of, uh, living in a civilized world, with the least amount of hostility, um, and animus, jealousy, strife, fear, murder, right? I personally have only found that prescription in one, uh, in one book. And, uh, there are many others who call you to, you know, the 6,000 Kama Sutra positions, um, you know, that you can possibly stretch into on your mat and, and hum and hold your fingers out in the air and try to hold your breath without hyperventilating, all that stuff. That has not worked for me in as much as um, putting my faith and my trust in someone higher than me, someone's throne who's higher than mine. And I do sit on a throne, and so do you. We all do. Because we're humans, and that's what we do. We were created to worship something. So the great daily struggle is to simply get off of your throne and realize that you were called to govern your, occupy your territory of your life, governed by uh, laws of not only this land, but universal laws that are predicated upon justice and order and decency uh, and love. Notice I didn't say peace necessarily because when you're in the middle of a hostile takeover, uh, like we are now in our country and, and, re- and recognizing it for the spiritual battle that it is Ephesians six and 12, right? It is a spiritual battle. It is playing out on the landscape of politics and culture, of course. Um, but you have to understand what you're fighting and with whom you're fighting. That is crucial. All right. Otherwise we're definitely on our way to, uh, imploding and completely falling apart at the seams as a nation, which by all accounts, if you look at my city, it appears that we're already doing that. However, um, to look at something through the lens of truth, 
right, of unadulterated truth. It is really the only way that that we're going to make it through this. But to expect that you're going to have a peaceful outcome while you're attempting to uh, occupy your land that is being attacked, um, you have to understand that there's a difference between peacekeeping and peacemaking, okay? A peacemaker is someone who paves the way for peace, but understands that that the other person they're attempting to bridge the gap to peace with or for may not necessarily want to cross that bridge. And so are you willing to simply stand where you are, immovable, um, on principle, on inerrant truth, or, and occupy, and occupy with grace, but with sobriety of mind, right? With resolve. Okay. And our constitution affords us that, that resolve, right? And so does my Bible. But if you're, if you're looking at this from the, from, from the standpoint of occupying and you're waiting for a peaceful outcome, okay? Quit waiting on that. As a peacekeeper, you will do anything to keep the peace. Some of you have people in your families who are like that. Some of you are like that. You just want to keep the peace. And so you'll do anything. And that lends itself to a very destructive form of capitulation. (laughs) And capitulation is like never really a good thing, I think. There's a difference between finding common ground and capitulating. When you capitulate, you're you're essentially bowing to the thing that is attempting to erect its throne above the knowledge of truth. For you Christians, for us Christians, it would be the knowledge of Christ, right? So to cast down all vain, every vain imagination that attempts to erect itself above the throne of Christ, what does that mean? Any idea ideology, ideation, thought, mantra, uh, mission statement. Um, uh, what's the other word I'm looking for? Manifesto, right? Anything of that nature that exalts itself above, uh, liberty for all justice for all. Um, the uh, very basic constructs of our constitution. Our constitution is actually very much so the mind of Christ, right? I always say God's first purpose is always people and his first priority is always your freedom. Um, How do I know that? How do I know that? Because the word says he came to set the captives free. Most of us don't realize we're even in bondage. So to capitulate to a vain imagination crafted by the imagination of man, as in men, women, created beings, as in Adam, the dust, the dust of the earth, right? Before we took on skin colors and melanin and things that are defining markers in our society here in the United States today um, and basically always. Um, Those things that attempt to exalt themselves above the truth that every man and woman is created equal in the sight of God our constitution has come a long way in providing for opportunity and um, access for all. I'm not going to sit on my podcast and tell you 
that everyone is treated equally because they're not. And that includes me as a white female, as a female, as a white person, as a widowed single mother, as a blonde, as someone with blue eyes, as someone with a big chest, as someone with a big butt, as someone with big feet, big hands. Um, you know, it, there are any number of things. As someone who doesn't, you know, may not have the same education level as others, someone who doesn't have the same income as others or savings or understanding of certain uh, paradigms as others um, and principles, you know, all of these things create divisions that don't have to equal the destruction of an individual's life or the prohibition of that individual to be able to prosper. And the sooner we can all get with that truth, that knowledge that exalts itself above the knowledge of man, above the knowledge of the created being, above the knowledge of beasts in the earth, the better off we're all going to be. I did not catch the program last evening. Apparently the president was on with Sean Hannity, my colleague, and people are not happy about it. Apparently it did him no favors to be on with his buddy, Sean. Sean, what a great guy. Spent some time with him last year in the studio. Uh, very hospitable to me and my daughter. Um, went up as a colleague and I got to hang out with him in his office for a bit and talk about, you know, just the the ways of the world right now. Think what you will about him, but he was extremely hospitable. Um, I realize it tends to seem like a little bit of a WWE, you know, um, wrestling match on any given night, especially with Geraldo. Uh, but cause we never know how Gerald's going to feel from one medicated day to the next. And that's just my jokey joke. I don't know if he's medicated, don't really care, but he certainly acts like it. So, and if he's not, maybe he should be, but, and for those of you who are, please don't take offense. It's okay. I still love you. Um, so yeah, the president, not, not on everyone's favorite list today after that interview, uh, people are scared. People actually think that there's still something that the president could say or do that is going to influence this mass wave of voters. And I'm, because society and the left is doing such a great job right now of tearing down everything that people have worked for, that we have actually attempted to celebrate in the three years of constant criticism, constant ridicule, uh, constant overs unnecessary oversight birthed in accusations that were completely unfounded, found to be false. Uh, we see what happened with General Michael Flynn, uh, the fact that our previous sitting president and current Democrat nominee for president were in cahoots together to take down an innocent man, to take down your vote, to take down this president, tells you all you need to know about who you must vote for. Because if you're listening to me and you're on the left, I want you to hear me and hear me clear. The power structure is still in place, and so, and my, some of my colleagues laugh at this because they, you know, think I sound a little Alex Jones-ish and think what you want about Alex. But there are, you know, there's a little bit of truth to everything, right? A little. I mean, hell, even the devil came to Jesus with truth, and Jesus was like, "Yeah, but that's just slightly perverted." So here's how it really goes, right? Well, in this case, it's like you have to understand there's a deep state, 
And their goal has nothing to do with you as an individual, whether you're on the right or the left. It has everything to do with their power structure to oppress you. So if you honestly think that there's anything redeemable on the left for you to vote for at this point in time, after all of the facts that have come out, can I just say something? If you are a black person and you're still angry, and I know you listen to me because I get your crappy emails, but if you, and I still love you, but if you, if you listen to me, I'm not going to try to keep the peace with you. I will extend the olive branch and try to make peace with you by virtue of this. I want to say, I'm really sorry that the, the one opportunity that we had as a nation to do really good with a black president in office, and it was completely squashed. I'm sorry that you were, and so was the nation, by the way, um, let down by that administration. But you were in a number of ways. If you're black and you're okay with mass migration, there's something that you should probably check about yourself. No, I'm serious. Because opportunity is literally stolen from your neighborhoods and your kids and you and given and handed out to others. That was a big push by the Obama administration. Big push. Forget about Obamacare. I know some of you hold on to that, which was completely illegal and will hopefully deconstruct any time now. And for those of you who have never been taught how to relish in a free market, including insurance, your healthcare is first your primary responsibility, not the government's. It's yours, right? Even God says that. For all of you who go to church, if your pastors do not teach you that his temple is in your body and it is incumbent upon you, not to the governor, not the mayor, not the president, not the vice president, not the attorney general, not the secretary of state, you, not your pastors, not your reverends, not your ministers, not your mama, not your daddy, if you're an adult, not your grandmama and them, you, it's your responsibility. Your health care is your primary responsibility, Right? So, but to make it affordable, guess who gets to dictate whether or not you are cared for in the end? Guess who gets to dictate whether or not, I mean, you think we have problems now, whether or not you really need that surgery. What if they held the fact that blacks have a higher percentage of diabetes and, um, and heart disease? What if they held that over you to the point where in the, in the, in the end with socialized healthcare, if you've been found to be neglectful in your own health care, right, and you come to the government to care for your health, right, and they get to determine, well, you know what, you've just done a bad job, we're just not going to pay for that. Now what? Now what do you do? I mean, it's insurance. It sucks, I think. I mean, there is just talk about a racket, but it's a necessary sucky thing in the earth. It's a necessary evil, I think, in the earth is insurance. So it'd be better if we could just, you know, all afford to self-pay and have decent jobs and, 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 and you know, industries were actually commensurate with, with the work uh, provided. I don't hate on rich people. You shouldn't either. Quit hating on your bosses. If you didn't have a boss, you wouldn't have a job. So all of this to say, peacekeepers, bad You'll do anything and say anything to keep the peace, right? 
Quit doing that. Peacemakers, awesome. That means you come to the table with ideas. That means you come to the table with a willing heart. It doesn't necessarily mean compromising as in a four-letter word and that you have to compromise your fundamental values of something. But it means that you value the other person. Hear me. Listen. You value the other person as a created being of God Almighty made in the same image and likeness as you. That you value the other person enough to hear them, to consider the words of their mouth, to consider what they are proposing, and to dance with them to the extent that you can around your particular subject matter with the understanding that your undergirding is always going to be law and order, right? You never want to make agreements around things that are illegal, <laughs> contrary to what we're seeing on the left these days. But if, if the agreement you're attempting to reach is going to bring justice, law, and I mean godly justice, as it relates to due process, as it relates to godly order in the earth, in the home, in government, in the church, as it relates to godly order, I think you can find some common ground, even in this crazy, I got to tell you, my state legislature, out of control. We got stories of people fighting. We had um, a state legislator who posted to her Facebook account just yesterday um, that the black lady, that a black lady that says that the KKK with a picture of state patrol, uh, state patrol officers who were outside of the House of Representatives guarding the door, presumably, because you can't get into our Capitol uh, without going through, you know, a metal detector, they got to look at your ID. I mean, you know, there are precautions in place because, because people in this day and age are literally not well, and you don't want your legislators to be at risk of being harmed, right? Or otherwise, uh, you know, uh, encountering bodily injury. But who knew that the Three Ring Circus was actually behind the doors, right? We had legislators shouting, fighting. Allegedly, someone hit someone else yesterday, a female who's been slightly known to be less than um, stable in her responses to people who don't look like her. Uh, that was interesting. I don't even know if that story's true, so I'll leave her name out of it for now. Um, I haven't seen pictures, and I haven't seen her post. But another legislator calling the K, you know, our, our state patrol officers the KKK. I mean astounding things and a fellow legislator calling her to you know the carpet for that from the well a white guy I was like god you guys should literally send him flowers and and thank you notes and some chocolate you know something I don't know um just a send him an email of thanks hey man you know thanks for having stones and standing up during this crazy time when all white people are being called to be silenced to be quiet to be canceled right like I said, someone already hacking into my, attempting to hack into my email, if it, I mean my website. If you received an email from me that is less than stellar, I apologize. We have remedied the situation, but this is just how stupid people are. 
So don't be offended. I'm, I'm fine. I'm not offended. I expected it. So they've threatened my life, my income, my family, you know, um, they've attempted to hack into my world. Um, it's what I've come to expect, but greater is he that is in me that see this in the world and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I remind the spirit realm of that every day my feet hit the ground. I encourage you to do the same exact thing. I'm also seeing stories about Texas, Florida, states uh, shutting down again, like locking down, people making it mandatory to wear a mask. I uh, do, I vehemently disagree with this. I, I do not agree. Got into it the other night with an Uber driver. Um, you know, people have medical conditions where they cannot wear a mask. I think it is uh, dangerous to set this precedent. I, I don't, nothing has been proven that this was actually a global pandemic. If you research how something becomes a pandemic and how we go, and here's the thing, you have to understand something about how, why things are categorized a certain way, because there's a, there's a dollar sign attached to it. So when we go from an epidemic to a pandemic, there's a whole other bank account that opens for that federally and, uh, and on the state level. So really important to keep those things in mind. Always, always, always follow the money. But how do you feel about that? Sound off about that on my open mic feature at monicamatthews.com. You can sound off on any one of my pages on that website. I'd love to hear from you. Love to know what your thoughts are about that. Are you upset? Are you going to adhere to wearing uh, a mask? Are you someone who doesn't wear a mask? Are you someone who feels like everyone should? I vehemently disagree with it. I think if you need to wear a mask and you want to, go for it. No judgment on my part unless I see you driving down the street in your car by yourself because that makes no sense to me. Or I see you jogging down the street by yourself and it's 101 degrees outside and you're jogging, you know, inhaling carbon dioxide. I don't understand that. But how do you all uh, feel about that? Thank God my brother Mark Levin is hip to the fact that BLM is in fact a Marxist, anarchist, anti-Semitic group. They say so themselves. Uh, you can find it. Follow Mark on Twitter as well as Parlor. He's made the jump over there too. Um, you can catch him every Sunday evening. Love it. Uh, what is it? Life, live in, and liberty. Um, the three L's. And kind of like mine, but mine's life, love, and liberty. So he is fantastic, brilliant mind, uh, you know, the brain. And a great colleague. But he is finally on to this, this story and enlightening his followers. It's something that I've been screaming from the rafters for the past two weeks now on my show, which is Black Lives Matter is, in fact, a, a Marxist, anarchist, anti-Semitic movement. They are very clear about that. See, the thing is, we become so hyperbolic that when you use terms like Marxist and Lenin, people don't believe you. It doesn't register. It doesn't mean anything. It has no meaning. But it should. Because that is exactly the spirit with which we are contending. And the women, the women who started this Black Lives Matter movement are self-avowed and trained Marxists. Do you understand that? Your enemy is trained. The enemy of your soul trains other souls to upend civilization, to upend freedom. In the end, this comes down to your freedom. Do you understand that? God's first purpose is always people. And his first priority 
is always your freedom. All right, I'm off to have a great weekend. I'll catch up with you guys on Twitter and Parlor, probably a little bit of Facebook. Please share my work. Thank you so much for doing so. You can also go to my website and pick up my new book. Well, it's actually not new, but I am um, I'm shipping it back out into the world. I think this is as good a time um, as any to do that. MonicaMatthews.com. You can purchase my book there. When Jesus Isn't Enough very provocative title. Clearly, I think he is enough, but I'm going to get into the person of Jesus Christ and who he is to you in the word and in the flesh and who you are to him. So it ministers to both men and women, young and older, um, you know, black and white and pink and lavender and green. Uh, and yellow, and, uh, you know, the big, the thickums, and the skinny ones. So there, there you go. The Christians and non-Christians. It's actually a book for someone who's a little bit inquisitive about what does this whole Jesus thing mean. MonicaMatthews.com. You can also find it on Amazon as well. Uh, when Jesus Isn't Enough by me. I'll be back on Monday, God willing, praying for you. Pray for me. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. Remember, if you're an American, act like one.